to the Made For This podcast. I'm your host, Julie Turner, and I'm so glad that you've joined us today. I believe that each of you are created uniquely and for a purpose. On this show, I talk with women that I believe are living out their God-given purpose right in the place where they are at. My hope is that wherever life has you, whether you're in the workforce, raising young people, or both, whether you're married or single, fullness or emptiness, Whatever your particular circumstance is, I hope that in listening to these women and their stories, that you will feel inspired to live confidently in your own purpose every day of your life. You will be hearing from ordinary women living ordinary lives with an extraordinary purpose. Be sure to hit subscribe on iTunes to make sure you catch each of these amazing stories. On the next episode, I'm so looking forward to releasing my interview with my sweet friend, Christine Anderson. Christine is an incredible person and an amazing children's pastor over at Rock Harbor Church, and you will absolutely love getting to know her and hearing her story. Today, however, I'm going to take a moment to fill you in on what's been going on in my world and let you know why I pretty much went AWOL from podcasting the past few weeks. Oh my goodness. But before I get started, I have to say, I really missed you all. It absolutely blows me away when I run into those of you around town who say that you listen on a regular basis. I honestly can't even wrap my head around that. But yet, it does sort of feel like this online community of sorts, a chance for us to link arms and walk through the ups and downs of this life together. And I've really sincerely missed our weekly chats. So I'll just take this as a minute to say once again, thank you so much for all of your support and for listening and for your patience this past few weeks as I went completely missing in order to basically hold on for dear life through an insane schedule. Um, I really appreciate you, so thank you. And about that insane schedule. All right, here's a little bit about what's been going on in my world. First of all, I'm one of the founders of the Engaged Worship Conference, and we moved our event to the spring this year for the first time. And Oh my goodness, while that had some incredible benefits to it, spring is already an insanely busy time for our family anyway, and so adding that in on top of it meant that pretty much the rest of my life came to a screeching halt in order that I would be able to focus all of my efforts on hosting that event and trying to hold on to at least a tiny thread of my sanity, which I'm not altogether sure I succeeded at. Feel free to not ask my family. I'm sure they would have lots of stories <laughs> how much I did not hold on to my sanity. But at the end of the day, it was an incredible weekend where worship leaders and team members from over 30 area churches united together to worship, to learn, and to connect with one another. And if you serve on a worship team in your church and you're anywhere near Boise next spring, I would highly encourage you to consider attending next year's event. It really is a beautiful thing to join churches together as one so that we can learn and grow and worship together and lean in on each other. It was an incredibly powerful and inspiring weekend. And as a side note, our corporate times of worship were led by a worship band called The Waiting Kind, and they did such an incredible job. And those guys have huge hearts for worship, and they are prolific songwriters and If you haven't ever had a chance to check out their music, I would highly, highly recommend it. You can find them on their website at thewaitingkind.com. 
and that'll give you a chance to listen to their music and learn a little bit more about them. And in addition to them, we invited Nashville singer-songwriter Sarah McIntosh to be our keynote speaker this year, and we all fell instantly in love with her. She, too, is a prolific songwriter and is written with bands like All Sons and Daughters. She's an amazing vocalist and an incredibly deep thinker. She loves God and His words so much, and it just pours out of her, and she dives in deep with it and had so much truth for us to chew on over the weekend. So I would highly recommend you check out her music as well. And you can find her at sarahmackintosh.com and it's Sarah with an H. So S-A-R-A-H Macintosh.com. And you'll be in for a treat as you listen to her music and get to know her a little bit through her website. In addition to all of that, it turns out having a high school senior takes up exactly all the minutes of all the days and brings out exactly 100% of all the emotions for the love. I thought I had braced myself for this because you know logically heading into a senior year, this is going to be a big year and big emotion, but really I had no idea. So let's just start with the sheer logistics of it all. First of all, there are approximately 1,000 forms that usually require $1,000 and 1,000 meetings, 1,000 conversations, and all the reading about college choices and all of the discussing and the weighing of pros and cons and reading application essays. Oh, the application essays to both the university itself and for all of the scholarships that you're hoping to get. There's touring colleges which in our case involved significant travel. And then there was the spring acceptances to more East Coast schools, which resulted in my son and I adding a last-minute whirlwind trip right before conference, right before a big retreat, so that we could go to Boston and Philadelphia, spanning just four days, because that's really all we had. So between a Sunday afternoon and a Wednesday evening, We managed to tour the city of Boston, including even a few minutes bonus at the finish line of the Boston Marathon. So cool. We saw MIT's campus, met with a thousand people, and after even our non-city slicker selves managed to master the Boston public transportation system like a boss, we rented a car, drove ourselves into the night down to Philadelphia to see UPenn, which incidentally meant that we checked into our hotel at 2 a.m. and out of our hotel at 8 a.m. to go tour the campus before catching our flight home that afternoon. So crazy. And I know that that is a senior scenario that is not unique to us. However, it did make us really, really tired. (laughs) Oh, my advice to all of you parents with no matter what age your child currently is, or your children currently are, my advice is to eliminate every single extra thing that you can from your schedule their senior year. And I'm sure you will be so thankful if you do this, because I can safely say that apart from just logistically making it all work, you'll also want to have all of the available minutes to devote to that kid that you know is just on their way out the door. Speaking of... Those logistics, that whole side of it, that doesn't even remotely address 
all of the big, giant emotions involved in having a high school senior. For example, I couldn't even handle the college tours. I'm not kidding. I stepped one foot on the first campus that we were previewing and immediately burst into tears. Yep, I was that mom. (laughs) So thankful for sunglasses in that moment for the whole love. It is the craziest thing. On the one hand, you are so thrilled because your child is doing exactly what you raised them to do. And at the exact same time, you are completely heartbroken and devastated over the fact that they're doing exactly what you raised them to do. And you want to take back all your words that you said to them about being independent and strong and going after their dreams. And you want to say, canceled, cancel all of that. What I meant to say was stay at home with your mom all the days and keep needing me to do stuff for you and keep being with me. And by the way, on second thought, independence is highly overrated. So for goodness sake, stay home with your mother. That's what you want to say. But of course I didn't say these things out loud. (laughs) Well, sometimes I said those things out loud or I tried to present a really compelling case for a homeschool college. For reals, that is an actual real thing. But I never got taken seriously, and of course. And so here I am having to continue to have all the big feelings and cry my way through all the millions of lasts. Last high school cross-country meet. Last spring break trip with both kids at home. Last high school track meet. Last high school awards night. Last Mother's Day with both children living in my home. Last, last, last hate all the dumb lasts. But also, I love all of the lasts. My kid has worked so hard and accomplished so much, overcoming challenges, enjoying huge victories, pushing himself through hard work and discipline. And through it all, he's identifying his gifts and he's using them. And all of his effort has paid off for him in such a huge way, culminating with acceptance to the prestigious MIT. He has worked toward gaining acceptance to a school like that his whole life. And honestly, there's no greater joy for a mother than to see her kid achieve his dreams and have all of his hard work pay off. And so just like that, my baby's going to Boston. And I can hardly even say this out loud without bursting into tears for the millionth time this year. And what's really bad is now I'm one of those moms that's practically grabbing babies from complete strangers just to hold them close and to breathe deep of their sweet baby smell and marvel at their teeny tiny precious features. And now I'm one of those annoying moms that says to every mother of littles in my path, hold on tight to those babies and don't blink. Or I know the days feel long, but the years are just so short. And if they look back at me with a blank stare because they happen to be an exhausted mom of toddlers who thinks probably in that moment that launching a child would be a welcome relief, in those moments, I still feel compelled to insist, no, really, don't blink. As if somehow I can make them see through their fatigue to exactly how it will feel so many years later to watch their kids prepare to fly. Oh, mamas of littles, I know how tired you are, and I know how long your days are. Full-time working moms of littles, I can only imagine how tired you are. 
single mom of littles, working or not working, I have absolutely no idea how you do it. What I do know is that time really does slip through your fingers. A stage of your child's life that may feel as if you are trapped in it forever really will come to an end and take your breath away as the reality of that fact sinks in. I once asked my dad when my kids were little and my husband was traveling a lot and the days felt just so long. And I wondered what all the people were doing who were not trapped in a toy room, pushing cars around and knocking over block towers. What were they doing out there in the big wide world? Were they wearing actual clothes and makeup? Were they carrying on intelligent conversations with adults? Who knew? Anyway, I asked him in the midst of all that, something along along the lines of, how did you get through the challenging days when we were little? And he looked at me and he said something that has stayed with me forever. He said, I really just enjoyed you girls. Oh my goodness, that sank down deep. He really did sincerely enjoy us. That rang so true with my childhood experience. He was so available, involved. He loved to take us on fun adventures together and play games and wrestle. He listened to all our deep thoughts and ideas, and he cheered us on toward every single next endeavor that we came up with. Both my parents did this for us. I've thought about his words over and over and over again on those long, hard days of parenting. No matter what, I want my kids to feel sincerely enjoyed by me. I want them to know I was crazy about them. I am crazy about them just for who they are, even on the hard days, especially on the hard days. Kids need that. They so deeply desire to be known and enjoyed and liked by us. So mamas, hang in there on those difficult days. Find moments to marvel at the wonder that is each of your kiddos. Study and observe and cherish their quirky little habits. Take a minute to be completely enamored with the latest freckle that happened to come out in the summer sun. Or to listen long to their contagious giggles, their funny little words and phrases. Pause for a second to marvel at their uniqueness. Even on the hard days, your child is a precious work of art entrusted to you by God to love and raise and teach and enjoy. I can promise you that you will not look back and feel bad for one moment that you enjoyed your kids too much. Soak them in. It's a fairly harsh world out there for kids. And even as we do the hard work of training and shaping and disciplining, I believe our kids need to know that we love and adore them just for who they are every single day. I believe they need to know that we are for them no matter what. I'm so thankful for my dad's words and my parents' example. As I look back, I know I made lots of mistakes, still do. Again, please feel free to not ask my family about that. I'm sure they'd have lots of stories But at the end of the day, I really did and still do enjoy my kids. And I wish that for you as well. Around here, we call it a win. As in, go for a win every day, even on the hard days. No matter what you're going through, no matter what lessons you're teaching, find a few minutes for whatever it is that will let your kid know you love and enjoy them. Maybe it's a quick walk. Maybe for one of your kids, it's a few minutes jumping on a trampoline together. 
or taking a surprise stop to get some yogurt. Or maybe it's an impromptu excursion to a favorite park. Maybe it's just curling up on the couch with a book or a movie. Whatever it is for each child that registers deep down in their souls with the message, my mom loves me and loves to spend time with me. So there you go. Just a little free advice for whatever it's worth from a very sentimental mama. Mamas, what you are doing is amazing. Motherhood is noble and precious. You are showing your kids what it means to be kind and compassionate, how to communicate with grace and empathy, how to extend dignity to all human souls. They're watching you. They're studying you as you model hard work and responsibility. They see you when you carve out time with your Bibles, leaning into Jesus for the strength you need for each new day. They're soaking up God's word as it pours from your mouth. They're listening when you speak to others with kind, clear communication. And they're taking their cues from you on how to handle and resolve conflict. So much of what they see and hear from you, they will then pattern pattern in their own lives. And this is a huge responsibility and a beautiful, rich task. I recently watched the movie Hidden Figures, and I loved how in the midst of even the harsh reality of blatant injustice, one of the mamas said, if you act right, you are right. That's for certain. I believe what she was saying is that no matter how others are behaving around us, we get to continue to do what we know is right. And we teach our kids this. We model how to, quote, act right, as she was saying, how to conduct ourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel, and how to let our behavior and actions point to a loving Father no matter how others are behaving around us. Our kids learn compassion and generosity from us. They see the way we give and serve others, how we welcome people into our homes. We have the chance to grow up future world changers as they begin to live in the way they see us live, by the way that we model, by the way that we teach with our lives. We teach them to be respectful of the opinions of others, even when they may be different from our own. We teach them how to hold tight to their own values while still being open to hearing and learning from others, to try and see and understand from another point of view, from another vantage point. We model resiliency and faith. We challenge and inspire as we set goals for our own selves and then take the necessary steps to accomplish those goals. They see those victories in our lives and they see what it took to get there. They watch us as we grieve losses, our own and those of others. And in that, they learn from us how faith shows up in those challenging scenarios, how to lean into the God that truly does redeem and who offers hope to even the most seemingly impossible scenarios. We get to teach our kids by our example what real love means, that sometimes love means staying, sometimes love means letting go for a while, sometimes love means gentle and tender, and sometimes love means strong and firm. Yet always, true love is always that of 1 Corinthians 13, Patient, kind, humble, unselfish, upright, and true. Parenting is nuanced and all-consuming. It's profound and exciting and daunting all at the same time. And yet this is our task. This is our calling. We get to reflect the love of a Heavenly Father every day. 
and the way that we love him and the way we love others in front of our kids, we'll point our kids to him and teach them how to love others as well. Of course, there's no formula, and you only have to parent for approximately 2.5 seconds to realize that our little darlings have their own free will. And it may not always seem like your example is taking root in your kids' lives. But no matter what, by God's grace and power, we can model. Day after day after day, through His strength, we can model. We can show our kids how to take on this life, how to thrive no matter what comes our way. And those lessons that you live out in front of your kids will not go unnoticed They really will embed themselves deep down within their ever-forming characters and provide a well of experience for them to draw upon as they grow. Here's a few quotes that I like that you can tuck away in your back pocket. Robert Fulgham says, Don't worry that your children never listen to you. Worry that they are always watching you. Oh my goodness, that's so true. They learn so much just by watching how we live, far more than what we say. An author unknown says, the life you live is the lesson that you teach. Oliver Goldsmith says, you can preach a better sermon with your life than with your lips. And W.E.V. Dubois says, children learn more from what you are than what you teach. So with that said, keep pressing on, mamas. Keep living well. And when you blow it, like we all blow it, oh my goodness, I've blown it and I still do. I'm sure more than I even know probably one of those again feel free to not ask my family about but when we blow it model how to graciously and sincerely apologize without excuses you really are living out one of the greatest responsibilities in the whole entire world by raising a child link arms with other mamas and cheer each other on to this incredible sacred task and all the while take it from me tuck it in the back of your mind that the years really will come and go before you even know it. And pretty soon, you too will be crying your eyes out over every single one of the lasts, while at the same time bursting with pride and joy as you stare down their new independent beginnings. So be encouraged, mamas. You are heroes and champions, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Well, there you have it. Thanks for listening to my sentimental state as I process launching a kid as an independent adult for the first time. I hope that you're encouraged today, no matter what age your kiddos are at. And um, now you'll know why, if you bump into me, why tears are just right there at the surface. (laughs) Any given moment, they can spill over. (laughs) I hope that you have a great week. I hope you enjoy the sunshine. And I hope you tune in next week for my friend Christine. I know you'll love her. So with that, we'll see you next time on the Made for This podcast.